Welcome back, football. Welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. My name is Brett. I'm Craig. It is finally over. The longest six months of my life <laughs> begin today. Right no, 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 no. The easy oh. part is over. Oh, oh, sorry. The next six months of constant number crunching and people asking me who to start and sit and blah, 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 blah begins today. But Excellent. I ain't doing none of it. Until I have a beer. Excellent. Craig has slid over to me a cooler. Yes. Shall we have the big one first? We might as well. Let's get the big one out of the way. All right. So we have a couple of beers in here to try tonight. Uh, week one starts. If well, This is uh, Wednesday we record. We release on Thursday tonight. Yes. Week one starts tonight. So we are celebrating with a big old crowler-sized can of Brewport's Blood Orange Blonde. Good beer. It's a decent beer. It's good uh, beer. No, I, I've not been a huge fan of the Brewport stuff. But they make amazing pizza. Oh, their pizza's great. I mean, you should go to their site just for the food. Um, but uh, I feel like this is my favorite beer of theirs. Bush. All right. So we're going to pour a little bit of this. Uh, well, I, Now, for those who don't know, what, what's it called again? Blood Orange Blonde. No, no, the can type. It's called a Crowler. A it's Crowler a, is a giant. You remember... You, you remember the Foster's beer cans? This this dwarfs it's, them. It's like that, same same idea. That, it, but it's gigantic. Uh, I think it's thirty two ounces. Imagine a thirty two ounce can of beer. Yes. Um, and they call them crowlers because they're growler size, but they're cans. And there's still some in here. Perfect. I did not even <laughs> empty the can. So, all right. <laughs> Take a sip of this. Have you had this one before? Uh, I have. Last last time I was there, I had it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's a, my favorite beer that they make. It's a lighter lager made with some orange. Uh, it's a blonde, obviously. Um, yeah, I like it a great deal. Yeah, very smooth, very blondy, very orangey. Yeah. Um, it reminds you of, like, I don't want to compare it to, like, a mass beer. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, like, Shock Top or Blue Moon. It's, like, yes. along those lines. Similar. Similar. It's light. It's very easy to drink. Very similar. So I'm sitting at the bar this afternoon. It's a, a it was a work gathering. And one of the people who was sitting with me is a person who's leaving our team. And she says to me, I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm like, well, what do you like? And she says to me, I really like Shock Top. And I'm like, all right, that's easy. Blood yeah, Orange Blonde. There you go. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and do that. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and empty this can <laughs> so I don't have to think about it. Here you go, Craig. Uh, just going to reach over. Okay. okay. Too much to cover because week one is upon us. So let's just jump right in. For those of you who uh, are used to hearing us and are used to hearing us banter about off-topic stuff a lot, um, sorry, Deb. Um, <laughs> sorry and hi Deb. Yeah, sorry and hi Deb. It we're back in the football season, so burning hot take questions. Then we're going to play America's favorite game, which if you don't know, you'll learn. And then we're going to talk about Week One DFS picks. That is why I said in the last episode, don't leave after your draft. <laughs> we get such a tremendous upswing in listeners. Thank you for everybody who's joined us. And a lot of folks are like, "And eh, my draft's over. I don't want to listen." We can help you with your DFS. Yeah, we don't you- do a lot of waiver wire BS, but we do a lot of DFS. We do, and even if you do have a season-long question, we'll I mean, still take it. We're like in twelve leagues between two of us, so I am, and this is not a joke. Between best ball, the stuff we're doing for charity, and uh, the the home leagues that I am normally a part of, and the dynasty startup that we joined, yes. I am now officially up to twenty leagues. Is it time to say you have a problem? Well, see, does best ball really count? Because if it doesn't, then I can reduce the number down to eight because twelve of them are best ball. Because best ball, it's. It's just set it and forget it. I mean, you yes. can look every week. And but I use it as a form of draft prep for the other eight. Right, because you can so look. in eight leagues I have to manage. You can look every week, but it doesn't matter. Like, you can't pick anyone up. There's no trades, so. No, it's all about it's all about look back. Right. 
It's all about look back and preparation going forward. So, all right. Burning hot takes. You giving or receiving? Uh, you know what? I will um, receive. Okay. So our dear personal friend, Antonio Brown. Yes. Put a post on Instagram today. Did you see this? Because it kind of made headlines. Uh, no, I did not see this. Today. Okay. So he received a lovely letter in the mail. Okay. From Mike Mayock, the GM of the Oakland Raiders, detailing the fines that he's accumulated <laughs> over this bizarre BS with the helmet. Right, right. Uh, specifying August 22nd, you had an unexcused absence in accordance with the Player Association rules, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a $14,000 fine. This is in addition to the other $40,000 fine you accumulated, blah, blah, blah. Listed all out, and it, sa- it says in the, the letter, further misconduct will result in further fines as allowable by the CPA and the, the Code of Conduct. Right. So if you got a letter from your employer saying you done fucked up, Please don't do it again. Right. You'd probably be like, okay, if you had a problem with it, you'd appeal it. You'd write them back, whatever it is. He put it on Instagram (laughs) and wrote at the bottom of it that his team was a bunch of haters and he would make them see. What does that mean? He's going to sit out the season? (laughs) It was, it was like, it was typed in at the bottom of this, like when your team's going to hate and all you can do is make them see what you're going to do or what you can do. I Craig, Smart, really? stupid. Does it do anything? Stupid, what is this? Stupid. I just stupid. And it goes back to like when he posted his foot injury on Instagram before like the team doctors actually saw it. Hey, because that's probably a violation of the code Again, of conduct. I really think that they should try to find CT before death. Because <laughs> then he had that whole incident with the fish head in his freezer. <laughs> the, the problem with the CET, the CTE test is they're all done. They all oh, they yeah, require a biopsy. Right. You only find them by slicing into yeah, the right, brain. Right, right, So I football players it, are not going to sit there and go, I think I have brain damage. Give it. me more. True. We'll find a test eventually, but eventually. right now. But right now, yeah, I think this is just the very beginning of just more Antonio Brown drama. And that's the problem. And right now, if you told me he wasn't going to play this year, I wouldn't be shocked. That's the problem. So so some reporter shares the Instagram post on um, Twitter, and the comments were fantastic. Really? Will Blackman, the uh, I think he's a cornerback. Okay. Um, I think ja- Jacksonville just responded with, y'all can say whatever you want. Six catches, 175 yards, at least one TD. And so somebody wrote back to him, he's not going to have numbers like that because you're not covering him. He's probably got like three catches for 75 and maybe a TD. Now, when you play against him, I believe 175 yards. So nice. some dude basically trolled Will Blackman. <laughs> And Will Blackman was really good, but I was like, nah, man, I ain't never given up 175 yards to any receiver. Check my stats. Nice try, though. And the dude kept going. And then he was like, oh, I remember you. Your dad was such and such. He drops, like, initials. Your dad played for EP or something like that. You know the league. Huh? Quit it, man. You're not going to get anywhere. And the dude (laughs) shut up. So as soon as he got doxxed, <laughs> as soon as he was like, oh, I know who you are. All of a sudden he was like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing uh, to say. I'll be over here. Good. Have, ha- have a good season, Mr. Blackman. Take care. Take care. <laughs> no. So, all right. So I'm with you on that. I just, I don't know. Yeah. So what do you do if you have him on your team? Pray. Pray this goes away. Pray or the pray Raiders win. you have win. a good backup. <laughs> yeah. You cannot be carrying him on a season-long roster as your wide receiver, too, without a solid option behind it right now. A lot of people consider him a wide receiver, too, or a flex option. You cannot have him in that role and not have an emergency plan. You need to have 
there are certain players in general, either be by injury history or situation, you need to have an active and immediate backup plan. Right. When you draft Dalvin Cook, <laughs> the dude has an injury history that is like a mash unit couldn't compare with. You need to be prepared to replace him. Yes. If you drafted Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones and your next running back down the list is like LaShawn McCoy, you have a problem. Right. You have a depth issue. Certain guys, you need to make sure you have depth. AB is now in that category, and it's not because of injury. It's because he can't keep his head in the game. So, all right. All right, what do you got for me? Um, Almost along the same lines, not as crazy and bananas. Uh, so as you saw, someone is getting a very large contract to be a running back. A contract signed by Jerry Jones. <laughs> And that within itself is worth at least $10 million for his signature. That's right. So by the time uh, Zeke is, I think, 30, 32, he's going to make like $108-something million. If he sticks. Don't forget, right. guaranteed money is the $50 million up front. That's he's it. terrible for two years, and they cut this deal short. Right. True. But if let's, you know, if he stays. Hypothetically. Doesn't get hurt. Right. My question to you is, everyone's getting these large, big contracts. Yeah. Do you think in the locker room, especially for Dak Prescott, who seems to be like the kind of the like company man, quote yeah. unquote, you know, he's going to do whatever you tell him to get from A to B and then B to C. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to cause some like resentment in the back of his head? Because he doesn't like, you know, um, Goff just signed a giant contract. Yep. So do you think in the back of Dak's head, he's like, well, <laughs> what about me? What about he Raven? turns into Raven. He's like, what about me? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what he's going to turn into. This is an obscure old wrestling reference. All right. Very briefly, in between the end of his title reign and his reign as the king of the WWF. And yes, I said WWF because that's what it was back then. Randy Savage had a very brief partnership with Ted DiBiase. Yep. Do you remember he was walking around? He used those jackets with the long frilly things that yep. hung off the arms. Yep. He had one that appeared to be made out of dollar bills <laughs> with the dollar bill cowboy hat. And they would come out together and he would do his whole macho man thing. But he was in this outfit that looked like it was made out of money. Right. Dak Prescott showed up for practice today in that outfit. <laughs> Maybe not literally, but figuratively walked through the door and went, oh, yeah. And just went to work. And that is what Jerry Jones is looking for. And Jerry Jones, so here it is. And I know I, I use his name a lot. I make fun right. of him. That's Yeah, that's his name, though. But Jerry Jones is going to use this to set a message for everyone who comes after. He fought Zeke, right? Right. Zeke so. wasn't here. We can live without him, blah, 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 blah. Dak is showing up. Unless Dak shits the bed this year, Dak's going to get a fat contract and miss 0.0, .0 games. And Jerry Jones is going to smile, look at Zeke, and look at Dak, and say subliminally, now you know which one I love more because one showed up for work and one didn't. So you don't think this hurts the Cowboys in the long run? No. I think it makes it harder for them to sign Dak. I think, I think part of the holdup was they re-signed their right tackle before this, like, like literally yesterday. And I think that was the bigger issue for Jerry Jones because the offensive line is really good and keeping their offensive line together seems to be a priority for him. So I think that was the reason this took so long. He wanted this, he wanted the offensive line in place 
And he thought he had time to do it, so he put it off. And then the Zeke holdout became more and more real. And he said, all right, listen, if we're going to talk to Zeke, we got to get this done first. I you think to, he was fully prepared to go with Pollard and leave Zeke in Mexico? I, I don't think he thought that was going to be a possibility. I think he thought Zeke would cave, would show up. If he shook his hand and said, don't worry, I promise we'll take care of you during the offseason, Zeke would show up. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. He tried playing nice through the media. Zeke didn't come. He tried playing hardball through the media. Zeke didn't come. And then all of a sudden he was like, you know what? All right, let's take the alternate route. Let's see what we can do. We're going to need to get this guy under contract before we get Zeke under contract. Let's do it and go from there. So that's how I feel it shaked out. I mean, so no, I don't think yeah. it's going to be hard, hard. And all these guys know it's a business. They all know it's a business. So I don't think there's any hard feelings in the locker room. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it, I think it really depends on the player. Uh, like if you had somebody like Antonio Brown in their locker room, I think he would, somebody with his sort of attitude towards the game and everything right now, I think he would bring it up. Yeah, I don't think Dak is going to, like, bring it up. Do you remember 24 years ago when Emmett Smith held out? And I, I went on record, and it actually <laughs> came true. I said He held out, and he was like, the Cowboys don't appreciate me, blah, blah, blah. He was mostly quiet. He did all his talking through his agent. Do you remember his first carry back? Didn't they just, like, let him get hit? They opened a hole for him and let the linebacker right through it. Yeah, I remember that. He got leveled for a one-yard loss, and then after that, the offensive line was like, "Welcome back." So, can I? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pony my third question right. off of that because okay. Zeke is the big news. He is. There is other is. things we could talk about, but Zeke is the big news. Yeah. And what our <laughs> listeners want to know: Can you use Zeke this week in Week One in season long or DFS? So, there's my question. My gut instinct is no. In because, which one or both? In well, maybe DFS is a little bit different because the salaries are really low right now. But he is the actually he was is the he? most expensive oh, running back on the right. board. Um, if not one, I think he was two on DraftKings. In, in the NFL, it's not preseason games that matter. It's their it's their camp before pre the preseason season quote unquote season uh, starts mm. uh, because the Cowboys have a new offensive coordinator, so. Before he, you know, when he got this job, he was assuming Zeke was going to be there. So I'm sure he drew up plays based around Zeke. Right. Then he's like, oh shit, Zeke isn't here. Now I have to scrap those and make new plays. And now Zeke's maybe be back for week one. And now what do you do? Zeke doesn't know. I mean, sure, there's like fax machines and whatever and yeah. email, but whatever. But you're not actually there practicing the plays. Because people may not realize football plays, when you watch on TV, they look pretty easy. They're not. They're really fucking complex, complex. <laughs> very complex so and that's why you see sometimes where quarterbacks get pissed off at wide receivers and they're like no you go over there i thought you're gonna do one of these yeah you know or there or somebody lines up on the right and all of a sudden the quarterback looks and he's waving and the guy moves in like 15 feet it's because he's in the wrong spot right so uh zeke was according to DraftKings, the number one most expensive quarter uh running back at 9200 wow saquon came in at 9000 uh mccaffrey after that 8800 so Zeke was the most expensive running back in DraftKings. You can't touch him in DFS. You can't. There's no, no. value there, and there's no output there. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with his like work ethic and he was working out in Mexico. It's just no. not. I don't care if He-Man walks through that door. You are not getting value at 9200 right. bucks. He would need to score 27.6 points. I don't see 27 <laughs> points out of him this week. No. 
I don't see any, and it's against the Giants. <laughs> I think Craig could score five <laughs> to ten points against the Giants right now, and he'll talk about his football injuries all day long. Yes. You know who can't score five points against the Giants? Me. Ooh. I'm old. I've got bad knees. I'm fat. <laughs> it's just, it's just a bad situation. But I, I, I there, I can't, I can't advocate. I'm literally looking at the metric right now. I rated 29 running backs. He is the bottom of the list in value. Really? I have him at 12 points. That that's less than 1.3. <sighs> anyway, all right, all right. Moving on. Moving on. Craig, it's been a long time. It has. But it is time to bring back America's favorite game, Craig versus the spread. <laughs> nice. So for those of you who may be new to this, one of the theories in daily fantasy is that you can, and setting your, your season-long lineups, is you can use the spreads to your advantage. High-scoring games typically correspond with high-scoring outputs. Right. You can't score 50 points without somebody scoring points. Right, exactly. So this week, I have pulled... The over-unders for every NFL game going into week one. Your target number, okay. as always, is 50-plus. All right. You are looking for matchups where the over-under is at least 50 points. There is only one matchup. Wow. In the under-40 realm. Under-40. That's the avoid realm. Right. So you, as always, get to pick first. Do okay. you want to go after the highs or the lows? The, uh, let's go low. There is one matchup under 40 points. The over-under is 37 and a half. Because wow. I can tell you that because there's only one. What game is that? You get three strikes. Three strikes. All right. Let me. My schedule went away, so let me just bring it back up really quick. Why is, whoa, my tablet just nuts. And Britt's tablet is confused. I think it's possessed. I'm it might be. That. All right. So one game. What was it again? 37 and a half. Wow. That's rough. Um, let's go 49ers bucks. Uh, and just for the record, there's five games in the high. So that means uh, that's uh, five plus one is six. Right. So what does that mean? There's nine games in that middle range. Right. So oh, sorry. I'm, so I'm sure I'll together. pick all nine of those. Oh, yeah. They have, I'll be sure I'll be fading those. All right, I'm sorry. Your first guess was the 49ers. Yep. San Francisco at Tampa Bay is not the wow. 37 and a half game. That is strike one. All right, let's go. Hmm. San Francisco at Tampa Bay. I, I Two pretty good offenses. I'm surprised you went there. All right, let's go only because one team is so bad. Let's go Redskins Eagles. But the other team is so good. Consequently, you are wrong. Oh, damn it. That is strike two. Wow. All right. Can Craig figure out the one low game? One low game. Lions cards. Lions Cardinals is coming up on my screen somewhere. Wrong. Damn. Strikes out. Strike three. The correct answer is Baltimore at Miami. An over under a 37 and a half because wow. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, I don't know. Is there a wide receiver on that team? There might be. <laughs> I like Mark Andrews, and when we get to the metric, we'll talk about Mark Andrews, but I don't know that there's another guy in that team. So Craig strikes out Baltimore at Miami. He gets no bonus None. picks for the next round. Sad. There are five targeted games, games you probably want to think about using. Okay. 
Give me five. You have three more strikes. And this is over 50 plus. And uh, that counts 50s. There's a couple that are a 50 exactly. Uh, Chiefs Jags. Chiefs Jags is a 52. That's one point for there Craig. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, let's go Rams Panthers. He's just going for the guys who were good last year. Pretty much. 50. That is correct. Nice. Rams at Carolina. That's a 50. I, okay. I tend to go with the unders in week one. But Rams at Carolina, I mean, if the weather's okay, they're still coming out of that hurricane. A hurricane will be passed by yeah. then. But still, what do you what do you like for that? Do you like? Would you take the over in that? Would you take over over fifty in the Rams at Carolina? Um, I don't think I would. I don't know if I would. It's tempting. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, I'm. Te- I don't think I'm gonna take the over in Kansas City Jacksonville. No, I'm looking at that game at twenty eight fourteen. Really? Which is only 42 points. I think Andy Reid will save his people if this gets out of hand. If this game is 21-7, going he's into the fourth. Pull yeah. people out? And the defense I mean, they have 12 well? running backs now. So. And don't forget, Jacksonville's defense is really strong against the run. Really yeah. strong against the run. I don't think Kansas is going to score 30 points. is just on the field. So here's the bottom line. <laughs> I don't think the Chiefs defense is going to score 30 points against the Jacksonville D. And I don't think Jacksonville can score 20 points against Kansas City. So that's 50 right there. There's no way I can get the 50. Right. So, all right, so you got the Kansas City Jacksonville right. Yep. You got Rams at Carolina. There are three more. Three more. Let's go Texans Saints. That's a really safe bet, isn't it? You would think. Texans Saints. Where are you? They're Monday. Oh, there they are. 52 and a half. Correct. There you go. Now, there you go. There's nice. one I would take the over. Oh, yeah. That's a 35-30 waiting to happen. Definitely. And it's in the Dome. It is at home. Oh, it's, it's in the dome. <laughs> Drew Brees oh, is throwing dome. all day. All goddamn day. <laughs> so so let me take a quick sidestep there. So you got yeah. those three. Do you like Drew Brees this week for DFS? I would take Drew Brees in DFS this week. I still would not, but I would I would take Michael Thomas. Don't forget, first three weeks of the last season, it was the Drew Brees to Michael Thomas extravaganza. It was. I would take Michael Thomas personally, but also price points gotta be considered. We're not right. value have to consider. All right. So you've got three. You still got all three of your strikes. There's two left. Two left. Falcons, Vikings. Ooh, that's intriguing. Pull- ah! Oh, Britt broke his tablet again. Used- all right, so work upgraded my tablet. I- I'm not used to this one that I'm using. <laughs> There's Atlanta. No. Oh. 47 and a half. Really? So would you take the over? Hmm. And yet, that was the one you guessed would be at 50. Yeah, I know. All right, well, so you said the strike points. one. Yeah, all right. Wow, this is a rough one. There's week one's left. always hard. Week one, and that's why it's the rough. lines are kind of uh, the lines are higher this year than they were in week one, in my opinion. Um, I'd have to look back and see, but uh, yeah. All um, right, two more, Craig. This team got so downgraded, but I no, I think they still have a shot of being decent and not totally sucking. Okay. Uh, Colts Chargers, forty-four and a half. Wow. Strike two. All right. Wow. Wow. Good. Not good. Such wow. Yeah, all, right. all right, Craig. One come on. more. We can't, one we can't more. have open a second beer until you get this right. Oh, that's sad. You did hmm. so good last year in this I stupid did. game, and now I you're did. you're. I gotta you're, get. I gotta get back into it. It's week it's, one. You're not in game shape. Is that what you're telling that's me? What, yeah. Had a bad off season. Uh, Steelers Patriots. Steelers Patriots is correct. Fifty and a half. Woo. That is that number four. Right. Yep. Yeah, because you got you got uh, Houston New Orleans. You yep. got Pittsburgh, New England. Yep. 
You got uh, Rams, Te- Carolina. Yep, Saints, Texans. I got them already. And you got Kansas City, Jacksonville. There's one left you still haven't said. Um, and your clue ooh. is they're exactly an over-under of 50. Oh, come That's on. That's not much of a clue. That does not help at all. Uh, I mean, both their defense are good. Packers, Bears. Strike three. Ah, sorry. Sorry. Packers, Bears is 46 and a half. The correct answer is San Francisco at Tampa, <laughs> really? who you originally had said was in the 37 and a half bracket. They are an exact over under a 50. I mean, both of their defenses are kind of blah, so I guess so. But both of their quarterbacks are made of butter. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Where are those points coming from? That's what I'm asking. I don't. Um, the ghost of Frank Gore. All right. Let me give you. <laughs> let me give you three names right now. All right. According to the unofficial depth chart, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt yep. Breda, and George Kittle running the show. Right. You see, twenty-five <laughs> points out of them because I don't. No. Maybe if you add in Pettis. They okay. Combined, fair enough. Maybe. Tampa. You got Winston. Pick either of the <laughs> terrible backfield guys and Mike Evans who might catch 10 passes and might catch one. Right. I see, don't see this game. That's why I would not have guessed 50. <laughs> so so that leads me into a side thing. Yeah. Is there a particular game this week with the over-unders? Because I know you'll look at them at some point. I know you try not to look at them before we cast. Right. Is there any game like you're like, wow, I really want to bet that game this week? With the over-under? Let, let, me, let me also stop and, and say this yes. is it's time for our annual reminder. We are not responsible for your betting losses. No, this is pure entertainment. Correct. You take this info at face value. Please be advised that betting on sports is still not legal in the state of Connecticut. We cannot actually bet on sports here. No. But we do this because a lot of people can because their states aren't backwards. So, right. right. Which, by and the way, that BFS statement here. that statement's protected by the First Amendment. So, <laughs> come at me, Connecticut. Come get me. Um, so, we can't bet those things. But... We can do something almost as cool, Craig. What's that? Do you remember last week we talked about a little thing called Sunday Swim? Yes. And a potential partnership where we could bet the spread for a point for bragging rights, no real money involved? Yes. We did partner with Sunday Swim. That's awesome. So you need to go to sundayswim.com, set up a free account, and search for the Football Fig Nuts podcast and join us in our pool. I think it's 100 people can play in this pool with us. Craig and I will start our own separate accounts. We'll yep. probably try to talk about it as much as possible, gonna, at least if I do well. We're going to send out a link to everything. We'll tweet a link. We'll put it on Facebook. Actually, what, uh, what time is it? Uh, it's about Sorry. 7.15. Uh, about uh, 20 minutes ago, we got the official link. Okay, so the official link will be posted tonight. So by the time you're hearing this, the link will be up and active. We would love to have you guys join us, and we will we will do this together. So it's a point thing. You get to bet against the spread. It's just for fun, folks. It is not betting. Come at me, Connecticut. It is not betting because it's for fun. So, so all right. So th- I'll tell you right now, that's the game I'm targeting. That's right. Give me the under in San Francisco at Tampa. If that gets to 50 points, I'll be shocked. Wow. Shocked. So Craig's going to look at the list. I'm going to reach into the magic bag. It's a magic bag. I pull out a can marked Cone Flakes Double IPA. Oh, this isn't the same cone flakes we had with Sean was on. This is the double. Yeah. Oh, Sean no. brought regular cone flakes. Craig <laughs> stepped up his game. Because I know how to this. talk into a mic. That's right. Not like this. <laughs> and I... Sorry. 
Sorry, Sean, not that you ever listened to this. <laughs> okay, so while Craig's looking at that, i got to tell the story now. Hand me your glass. Uh, okay. All right, hold on a second. Yep, glass. There we go. Okay. So when Sean is in the studio, Sean's a very, very conversational guy. It, we sit in like a triangle formation. So when we're, it's just me and Craig, we're facing each other in right. just a straight line. But Craig, Craig will be off to the side. I'll be off to Craig's left, and Sean will be off to Craig's right. The microphone will be in front of Sean, but then I'm at a 90-degree angle to Sean, and Craig's at a 45. <laughs> and he still insists on looking at us. So in order to look at Craig, he has to tilt his head like this. So right now, I'm sure people can't hear me so well. And to look at me, he has to turn his head like this. So I have no idea how much of the mic just picked up there, but... Bush. Yeah, so if people are like, we got that feedback during the uh, the Blitz, which we will do again yeah. next year, but it'll be a little bit different. We did get your feedback, and we thank you for it. Um, during the next year, we're gonna we're gonna put him in some sort of head harness like they use in NASCAR. <laughs> so he's or just got blinders a, like a horse, yeah, something <laughs> because he's got great insight, but half the time you can't hear it. All right, there we go. Let's see how this thing goes, huh? All right, so that uh, so Craig, what do you like in over unders or point spreads this week? So who would I take like the under on or over on or point spread, whatever you'd like. You know, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking Tennessee at Cleveland. Tennessee's getting five and a half points. I know there's a lot of buzz above Cleveland. Cleveland has won one home opener since they got back into the league. One. What? That's true. About 15 years ago. They were on the verge of victory against the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> on opening day. Do you Chiefs. remember this story? The Chiefs missed a field goal as time expired that would have won them the game. I think this is the Herm Edwards Chiefs. That's how oh, far back wow. we're going. And one of the Cleveland players was so excited, he ripped off his helmet while the ball was in the air because he was certain they'd missed it. Flag. That's a flag. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> so they So they did miss it. But they moved five yards closer, had an untimed down, and they nailed it and beat Cleveland by two. <laughs> Poor Cleveland. Cleveland does not win at home on opening day. No. So I'm sorry. I don't have any faith in Tennessee. Please do not <laughs> misunderstand this as faith in yeah, the Tennessee Titans. But if the Cleveland Browns are giving the Titans five and a half points in Cleveland on opening day, I'm, I'm taking the ten. Titans. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. Um, I would definitely take. Do you, what's the spread for the Redskins Eagles? Oh God, like thirty four. Uh, let's see. That no, that's not the over under. That I'm serious. That's a spread because the <laughs> um, they're woeful. Uh, Washington is getting nine and a half. Oh my God, the game's in <laughs> Philly, which is not helping, and Washington's terrible. So yeah, yeah. Uh, last one for me, Buffalo at Jets. Okay. The Jets are three-point favorites, so Buffalo plus three. Do you think the Buffalo Bills can upset the Jets or keep it within three points? Ooh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I think I that think game's... the Jets take this game. Yeah, like 27-18 is like what I've got in my head. Maybe 21-22-18. Yeah. I'm really thinking about taking the Jets in that game. So, all right. All right. But we have wasted enough time. We only have about 20 minutes left. We got to get to the main event. We do. It is time to start talking about DFS, folks. That's right. This year. Okay, so new people. <laughs> Here we <laughs> fucking go. First, I'm going to take a drink of my cornflakes. All right. Tell me what you think about it. It's like it's 
Yeah, there's some light penetration. It's not really dark. You can't see through Ooh. it though. Oh wow! Whoa! Whoa. There, are the cornflakes. The, the cornflakes have hit Brit in the face. Whoa! That is like the Kool Aid Man busted through your wall. <laughs> wow! You know what that's? Oh, right, here we yeah. go. You know what that's like? What's that's, that like? <laughs> first, first off, we should have that on T-shirts. We should have. You know what that's like on the front of the T-shirts and all the stupid Britisms about beer on the back. <laughs> you know what that's like? That's like you sitting in your living room and you're watching TV. <laughs> And you hear a parade go down your street, and you're like, oh, I forgot. There's a parade today. And then the marching band busts through your freaking wall into your living room. And you're like, holy shit! It's a band. That's I, I was like, ooh, this is very hoppy. It's dank. It almost smells like Road to Ruin to me. It, you know what? It has a vi- The color's very similar to Road to Ruin. It's not smooth on the back end like Road to Ruin. It is just hops upon hops upon hops. If yeah. you like mega hop. This would be it. Go for Woo. it. So, Ugh. all right. All right. So, DFS. Craig and I use a system that I invented four years ago ish. This is the fourth year of the metric. Holy crap. So, four years ago, I was sitting on my couch and I wanted to try DFS and I started looking for value plays because everyone on the radio is like, you've got to find value. If you find value, you can use the higher price people. But so, I came up with a computational system that is not complex, but is my own. So, I don't share it. Um, that takes projections from, you know, popular free sites, nothing. I don't steal anybody's proprietary information. I don't abuse any of the, uh, uh, subscriptions I have. These are widely available proprietary numbers. I run through my metric and I come up with value numbers. The value number I always look for is three. And that's where we go on top. Now we changed it this year. We did. We added a new wrinkle to the uh, equation that we're going to see how it goes. So a first word of warning, in addition to the fact that I'm not responsible for your gambling losses, number two, the metric has one very known flaw, and that is the start of the season. Projections from experts and different sites tend to be a little bit more fluky. Right. Especially week one and two. Exactly. Three, four kind of levels off a bit. So we started this four years ago in the middle of a season. It has had three opening weeks to perform. Our system has never made money in the opening week. No, we are the Cleveland Browns for opening week. Yes. <laughs> I, and and, and I'm gonna say, when I say that, I'm like, I'll wager 10 and return seven. You know, I'm still right. winning some pools, but not in an efficient manner. So I always tell folks, please take the advice, listen to it. But at the end of the day, we're not responsible for how you decide to put together your teams. And keep in mind, our system has historically gotten better as the year goes goes on. That being said, that's right. The week one metric. Here we go. These are based off of DraftKings values. Why? Because that's the site I like to use. I also I, I use DraftKings. I use uh, FanDuel. I'm starting to use Yahoo. I would love to use Monkey Knife Fight, but it's <laughs> just not because legal of the yet. name. I I keep seeing the logo places. So quarterbacks. My oh oh one more thing I know yes. one more disclaimer our value system is applied ninety nine percent of the time to cash pool games right double ups fifty fifties multipliers do not email me and say I put your lineup into a GPP and I finished one hundred ninety four thousandth that's because some jackass was smart enough to know somebody who is the fifth wide receiver on Tampa Bay who cost $3 and a shoe shine and caught three touchdowns. That's not us. We are not giving GPP plays. GPP no. and cash games 
are different animals. Yes, which is other word for tournaments. <laughs> yes, the big tournaments. If it does Where not you see say, like ten thousand people. Yes. Another big or thing more to, or more. Another big thing to watch out for is when you look on FanDuel and DraftKings. If you see that there's like a multiple entry limit of like twenty, great place to start. Right. Um, that's usually a sign of there it might, could be a tournament. So you can be like hundred thousand people in it. If you're new to DFS, I'm not going to go through all of the the details of DFS right no, now because we've we done that, that another time, and we've done that before. What you're looking for, number one, there are beginner or no veteran limited pools. Yeah. Get in them. I've gotten to the point where I'm not allowed to be in beginner pools anymore. Neither am I. <laughs> I, I. I am on DraftKings. I am veteran only. I'm not even allowed in that middle ground pool that they created. If you can get into a beginner pool, do it. Focus on 50-50s. Focus on multipliers or double-ups. Quinellas. Quinellas are hardcore, but yes. <laughs> I like them. You, you like them, but you're good at them, so that's good. <laughs> Um, I focus on 50 fifties and double ups, start there, get comfortable, then move on. Number th- last thing too, do not throw $500 at one pool. Your first time, throw $5 at a pool, throw 10, get used to what you're doing. Okay. That all that being said, let's talk about the metric guys. All right. Quarterback this week. Oh, and one of the other things is with, um, the, the GPPs, what's different from the cash is ownership percentage. We don't do ownership percentage. I'm not going to tell you how many people are going to own people. These are just based on my things. A lot of sites, when they find value plays that people will overplay them. And all of a sudden, 75% of the people have that, that person that can change things in the GPP that can change things in a cash game to a lesser extent. I don't deal with ownership percentage. I pay attention to it, but I don't predict it. Which is why I'm going to use this name. Yeah. The top name, the, the the metric whispered back to me this week. Okay. Was Carson Wentz. Really? I mean, he is playing the Redskins too. So I ran the metric pure, like we've done the last three years. And then I added in the wrinkle that Craig suggested with a new statistical anomaly. And both of them whispered back Carson Wentz. All right. So Carson Wentz is high on our list. I've got him slated for about 20 points roughly give or take 20 points because Washington's abysmal and Philadelphia (laughs) is going to open it up early. They would love to go into the locker room up 35 to seven. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's what they would love. Right. So people sit there and go, well, you're not going to pass much with Carson once. If you're up big, he's going to get those 35 points first. He is. He also runs a lot and he runs a lot. So I like him a great deal. I have him at about 3.4 value. He's a great play. Um, other guys I like, I love Kirk Cousins this week. Um, I love Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson is going to cost you more. Uh, so I'm really using Carson Wentz in a lot of formats. I'm using Cousins in a few, and you'll see why when we get to the other positions. There's a little bit of stacking going on. So we'll talk about stacking at the end of this too. Craig, who do you like? Um, out of everyone playing and uh, from the metrics, I have to agree with uh, Carson Wentz, for me anyway. Now, his ownership's probably going to be pretty uh, high. It is. It, it, it will be. Um, I also like Matt. I, I haven't checked his value. Who? Uh, Matt Stafford. Uh, looking. Stand by. <clears throat> he is away this week, but he's playing the Cardinals. I've got him at about 2.9. I've got him at 5,400 and scoring just over 16 points. So not quite to 3X. There's a lot of 3X quarterbacks out there. I'm looking at it, and this happened last year, too. There was a lot of quarterbacks who were expected to score high and, and ended up not. So I can tell you, 10 names, maybe five of them are making value. 
I think Wentz is one of those five. All right, let's talk about running backs because believe it or not, we're like short on time. <laughs> the the metric whispered yeah. Dalvin Cook and Craig System agreed, <laughs> which is why in some pools. Oh, by the way, if you're playing multiple pools, diversify. Do not use Carson Wentz in every one oh, of your God, pools. No. If you're playing ten, let's just say for the sake of argument, you want to bet ten bucks. You're like, well, I'm going to do ten pools at a dollar each. Right. Do not use Carson Wentz ten times. No, use him like four. Four. That's the number in my head too. <laughs> use him four. Diversify. Dalvin Cook though is looking at three x value because he's only six thousand dollars on DraftKings. Because he, he did not play last year. <laughs> listen to me. He needs 18 points. Are you telling me that you can't at home in a dome versus Atlanta, versus Atlanta get 18 points as long as you don't fall over and die? <laughs> Come on. Dalvin Cook can do this. So Cook is a great value. So And, and the values won't be there later. Um, no. But they, they like him. If you're looking for a high price option, I like Christian McCaffrey of the big three of the Zeke, McCaffrey, Barkley uh, squad. I like McCaffrey most of all. Craig, who do you like? Out of those players or in general? In, uh, in general, who, who are you using? Uh, in general, now, you're, this is going to be crazy. Now, remind, I just want to remind people, you can make lineups right up until game time. Literally into like a minute. Right. You can also make lineups just for the afternoon games yep. at four. Really pay attention to what the Cowboys are going to do with Zeke. Because, and I say this because I don't know if he's going to play this week. They w- probably want him to. They say he's going to be limited. Right. You could get pretty good value picking up Pollard and using that money in other spots on your roster. If you think Pollard's going to return value, I just don't know. Uh, did Pollard even make my list? Probably not. Um, looking. I don't rank every running back. Right, right. I have a day job, folks. <laughs> so, no, he didn't make my list. He didn't make my list. You know who else I like as a quiet one and Craig system disagrees with me is Mark Ingram. He's playing Miami and he's only 5,100. I've got him slated for 15 points, which is just under three X. But if you need to, if you're trying to balance out, like let's say you want to use Christian McCaffrey in the flex or a Saquon Barkley in the flex using Mark Ingram as your second running back saves you a lot of money. And by the way, a lot of people are big on Chris Carson the metric loves Chris Carson. No. <laughs> Whiteouts. <laughs> now, when it came to wideouts, yeah. Craig's system and the metric had a little spat. Uh-oh. Sad. Craig's system wants you to use D.D. Westbrook. I only have him at 10 points. He's 4,800. He's not going to produce value. The counter to that is I have no one on my list that's going to provide 3x really? value at wideout. No one. So so here's the dichotomy of football. I've got 10 quarterbacks who are going to be at 3X. Yeah. 10. That's a third of the league. Right. <laughs> but zero wideouts. Who the hell are they throwing the ball to? That's a good question. Maybe the, maybe it thinks that they're just going to mix it up. I think like we're talking. Too many receivers. Yes. And I'll tell you right now, a little spoiler, the tight end doesn't have a 3x value either. Really? So that says to me that the experts think that the quarterbacks are going to spread the ball out a lot this year. So here's what I'm going to suggest. Use your value at running back and quarterback. Spend up at wideout. Look at the guys who are probably going to be mid-range but high upside. 
Cooper Cup, Larry Fitz, Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk. All of these guys are in the 4,500 to 6,000 range, and they're not going to provide 3x value, but you're going to need those dollars because Saquon Barkley. (laughs) If you want to use a Saquon, you're going to need those dollars. So that's where I would go with those. Craig, thoughts on wide receiver? I was going to say, if you do it the right way, you could wind up getting McCaffrey and Saquon in the same lineup. Yes. Oh, and a two-second aside, we are legally forbidden from giving you our lineups. Right. So we're just suggesting top players we think will do good. Yes. Well, whatever. It is against the uh, the, the rules of both FanDuel and uh, DraftKings to give you full lineups. Now, last year, we did this, and a bunch of experts did this, we decide to give you all but like one piece. Right. We'll give you everything but a flex and then yep. say at the end of it, use whatever money you have left over for a flex. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't go over well with the companies either. <laughs> so this year, what you're hearing from Peaks folks is here's three QBs. Use one of them. Here's five running backs. Use two of them. Right. So we're kind of going the same route. Right. I'll tell you right now, uh, if you're looking sleeper, I love Cooper Cup or Tyler Boyd. I don't love them enough to use them. I'm saving you, enough. How much is Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd is 5,800. All right. It's not uh, terrible, but it's under six. It's under six. So what I'm doing this this week is I'm saving at quarterback and running back. I'll spend up at wide receiver and I will sleep like a baby. So you have no chalk plays for this week. Uh, no, I'm using all chalk at wide receiver this week because I'm saving up at quarterback and running back. All right. I'm going to go with the higher the higher projected players, regardless of the fact they're six or seven thousand dollars, because I'm saving money at running back and quarterback. I'm going mid range though. I'll be honest. Personally, all of my wide receivers this week are between fifty five hundred and six thousand. Okay, mid range. I right. am not using the Julio's and the Michael Thomas's. Michael Thomas is at eight thousand. Wow. I think Michael Thomas have a tremendous week. Tremendous. He's not getting to twenty points. He's got to get to 20 points at $8,000. Even outside of the metric, he's got to get to 20 points. I don't think he's How getting 20 points. Uh, why do you ask me such things? <laughs> 6700 All right. All right. Not terrible, but not as much of a value as some of the lower guys like Marvin Jones and Allen Robertson, who, uh, Robinson, who could be better. I mean, even Geronimo Allison, he's 4100 If you're playing a Thursday slate and you think Green Bay is going to go nuts, which I don't, but they could. They could. I also could win the millionaire this week. You could. In which case, you it'll could. be Craig and, <laughs> and Cinch next week and not me. But <laughs> tight ends. The metric and Craig love Mark Andrews. Baltimore, I have him at uh, seven points. Seven points isn't a lot, but he's only three grand. That's cheap. Very cheap. To put it in perspective. Uh, Travis Kelsey is 7,100 <laughs> George Kittle 6,600. Oh, well, Britt, you're talking about the top guys. Okay. Well, Evan Engram's 4,800. He's still $1,800 oh cheaper than Evan Engram. Trey Burton, 3,900. How much is Jared cook? Oh, uh, did he even make the list? Did he? 4,500. Wow. This guy is a th- two thirds of Jared cook's price. <laughs> two thirds folks. Let's put him in. So now you're looking at quarterbacks and running backs going moderate to cheap 
You've got a cheap tight end staring at you. And all of a sudden you're thinking I can put an epic running back into my flex and still have three decent wideouts. Yep. That's the play this week, folks. Play the cheap quarterback that you really like. Play the really good running backs that nobody thought was going to produce. Bulk up elsewhere. And tight ends, too. Right. Defense. Let me tell you something right now. (laughs) If you have been listening to this podcast, you know that there's a bunch of teams that we said are going to score 50 points this week, according to Vegas. That's right. Do not use the defenses in those leagues. Games. Do not use games. (laughs) Don't do it. Do not use the Jacksonville defense this week. Well, Jacksonville is one of the best defenses. They're playing against Kansas City. And don't use Kansas City's defense. Well, that that goes without saying. <laughs> unless the unless you get points for throwing socks in the stands, do not point use the Kansas City defense. Do not do it. Do not use anyone on the defensive side of the ball in Rams at Panthers. Don't do it. No, none. Don't. Don't use, don't use the Saints defense either. So this week, you are looking for options against teams that are really bad where the defense is really op- average. Example, the 49ers defense. Pretty run of the mill. But I don't think Tampa's going to get... I don't think that's going to reach its point. And that's a 50, but they're only 2200 bucks. If you need the money, save the money there. The Chargers defense. Chargers are at home against Indy. That is not a 50-point over-under. No. It's a safe play. Craig, what do you like in defenses this week? Um, it's along the same lines. I like, By the way, your system I, did yeah. recommend the Chiefs. Really? So I've already got questions. Oh dear God. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> um just for, you know, just for a matchup point of view, I really like the Eagles against the Redskins. You like the Eagles D? I do, because the Redskins line is a mess. Their whole team Really, and I I feel bad saying this, but the the whole team is a mess. The problem is the Eagles D's thirty six hundred. Right, they're very expensive. That's a problem, and that's where you get, you know, or the Broncos defense against the Raiders. Now we're talking. What's the Broncos two, cost? Two grand. Oh, the Broncos are thirty six hundred too. Oh damn, I'm picking expensive defenses. Yeah, I mean you're better off with uh uh let's see, well yeah the or metric the, or the Ravens defense. The Ravens' defense is somewhere. <laughs> There's some probably in Miami. They exist. I don't see them on my list, but I ranked all the defenses. Oh, there they are. They're 3,800. That's the problem. Oh, see that? I'm picking. I'm picking expensive tastes. So I'm looking at the metric. The metric's recommending teams like the Dolphins because it's 2,100, and both we of don't our... know if Lamar Jackson. Well, we know he can throw. We just never know what direction it's going to go in. <laughs> and is are they going to be able to run on the Dolphins? The Dolphins ah. were above average in one defensive category last year, and it was against the run. That's really all the Ravens have. Mark Ingram's there now. We don't know what it's Mark Ingram's bad. role is going to be. Justice Hill is supposedly a rookie waiting to break out. So that, I'm looking that might cheap. Not be a bad play. So here's what I'm looking for this week. I'm looking for defenses on low scoring games. What was the one game under 40 Baltimore at Miami. So the dolphins are 2,100. The Ravens are 3,800. Wow. Figure it out. I'm going to use the dolphins in a lot of cases. So, all right, we got to wrap up. So before final thoughts really quick. Yes. Quarterback, a lot of value there. Go with the guy you like running back. There is value to be had 
Go with folks that are lower priced that you think are going to go big. Wide receiver, spend your money. Tight end, just use Mark Andrews and don't even think <laughs> about it. Because if he even scores one point, it's still so better than better most of the tight ends are going to be out there for exactly. the value. Um, then uh, what was it? Uh, tight end defense, use whatever's left. If you do this right, you can flex a really strong player and not even think about value. I have several lineups where I follow this formula, and I've got Christian McCaffrey in the flex. Several. Nice. And by several, I mean a minimum of three. <laughs> so, Craig, final thoughts. Final thoughts? I cannot believe it's a season already. And did you know this, <sighs> is, the, this is the 100th season? Yes. Of the NFL? Did you see the Betty White commercial? No. Betty White did a commercial where she talked about the 100th season and that it was the only thing more badass than the 100th season and the Bears and Packers opening was her. Nice. And it ends with <laughs> Bears, Packers, and an asterisk. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, the asterisk says almost as badass as Betty White. <laughs> That's awesome. It was epic. I might have to show it to you after we're done. So, yeah, 100th season. This is fantastic. Yeah. Get out there. It's enjoy. Crazy. Draft season is probably over for you if you're listening to this now. Yeah. If it's not, hurry the F up. Yeah, I just had another draft last night, and someone wasn't paying attention. Uh, it was a snake draft, and they drafted both um, the uh, Vikings receivers and like back the f- to back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> At that point, you pretty much have to draft Kirk Cousins with your next pick <laughs> and pray and pray. Uh, my final thought is to go out there and enjoy the games. Um, just a quick side note. I mentioned last week that our friend, uh, our friend and contributor, Sean was dealing with a family issue. Unfortunately, that family member has passed. So we ask you to keep Sean and his family in your prayers this week. Um, but it's not going to stop us from enjoying some football because that's what she would have wanted. She was a very, uh, very nice lady and, and she would have wanted us to enjoy football. Go out, enjoy. If you're betting this week, don't overdo it. Yeah, don't it's week, overthink it's week it. One and week one is very weird. You know, one of the guys, I think it's uh, Rotowire. One of the guys from Rotowire is like, every year I set my bankroll and then I set a percentage of my bankroll I'm willing to lose each week. And week one is always the smallest percentage because week one is so unusual. You never know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to get hurt. You don't know who's going to like come out of nowhere and be amazing. Exactly. So play it safe this week. Enjoy your season long. Enjoy the return to football. The next time you hear us, it will be setting up for week two. Hopefully you will win your fantasy league this week. You'll win some cash on DFS. As always, we will report to you on ours uh, next week. Uh, In the meantime, write to us at FignutsDFS on Twitter, FignutsDFS at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review. A review, yes. The reviews yeah. have been very helpful in crafting the start of season three. We really appreciate everyone, even the guy who just wrote the word "you." We really appreciate <laughs> everyone who's given us some feedback. It's just, it's killer. When you're looking at your reviews and you've got like 12 five-star reviews and one one-star, you're just like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> um, but until then, we will be back next week. Enjoy the start of football. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>